everyone. I hope you are having a lovely day. It's Aisha from God FM. Ah, and yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's an amazing world we live in, really. All created by the Father, of course. But guess who's in charge? Satan is at the moment. So, we've got to siphon through the facts from the fiction the holy from the holly and uh, yes it's a fun old game okay so uh, my sermon today is uh, space is fake the kingdom earth so as you can probably gather from that I thought it was necessary to just have a little chinwag about what the earth is the shape of it, what we're taught, and deciphering through facts from fiction. Um, today, I was uh, I was just chatting with someone on on the Telegram, and they were going on about the the Earth, and uh, it was my friend Samuel, and he was uh, writing all of the scripture that related to the Earth shape which isn't a round ball <laughs> and I already know this but I haven't actually done a, a proper sort of sermon on it so I thought you know there's quite a few people who are in doubt about what's what I have to say when I first uh, was introduced to the theme of the earth being flat I rejected it wholeheartedly and I thought oh my goodness you, you know these flat earthers and I got quite fed up with them and tired of them I have to be honest and I'd get quite cross you know <laughs> and uh, and it was one of my friends was talking to me one day and for some reason he must have just said something that clicked and I thought oh and then I watched a few videos and I was just amazed at the Bible's clarification that the earth is not a round ball. And I think the thing is, my indoctrination was so deep at school with just the limited education I did get that it was so hard for me to grasp this theme and this idea. And I would reject it every single time. So I thought, well, it doesn't really matter whether you believe the earth is flat or round or a dome or whatever. But it does actually matter. Because it's all about truth and lies. So I need to cover it. And... Um, so I thought, well, what am I going to do? So I decided, okay, well, I'll do what my friend has summarized. And then the Lord gave me other things 
as well to quote in this and to discuss with you, just to remind you who's running the world and that everything has to come to pass according to the Lord as it is written. But he loves you so very much. He does. And I pray that we, we will all be able to be unified soon together with Jesus because this isn't quite so great, is it, with the world as it is. But anyway, we have peace and sanctuary in the Lord under his wings. <laughs> so, yeah, it's Aisha from God FM. You can find us on Telegram, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Samsung, Apple, Chrome, various other platforms. We're on Telegram, uh, God FM Media for all our media creations. I do all sorts of video cards and video melodies and... Also, all our sermons are done in video as well as audio. Um, and all our sermons are easiest to find on Podbean. And you just have to give your email and put in your password and, and you're in there. It's totally free. It's brilliant, actually. Um, and bit shoot for our videos as well. Um, if you want to email me, you can admin at godfm.org.uk. And I don't claim to be anything other than um, a child of God and trying to share my experiences with you, which haven't been so easy. All right, good. There we are. So space is fake, the kingdom earth. Today's date is the 28th of January, 2023. Last year, uh, last week, last year, I did a sermon and I quoted the year 2024 and obviously it's not, but it was the wrong, well, it was last, yes, yeah, so sometime last week or this week. We're on the Sabbath day today, so we're, we're just on the final day of the week. Today is Saturday, which is God's Sabbath day. And I still celebrate Sabbath day, by the way, because the all the laws of the Lord are, well, the commandments of the Lord are firm. And uh, they won't pass away until earth and heaven pass away. So that's what the Bible tells me. Mm. Okay. <coughs> but I do do practical things like run electricity. But I do spend as much time with the Lord as possible. But every day is Sabbath day as well. <laughs> okay, good. Let's get cracking. Uh I had some other titles I was thinking of calling this as well, so it may change the name of it. A solid as a rock, space is fake. You rock my world, the earth is flat in a dome. <laughs> so my, my next heading is the earth is flat in a dome. Well, the reason I've decided to do this sermon, as I say, is because I was sharing something on, on Telegram. And my friend had shared this information with me and I thought, well, he summed it up so well, I must do a sermon on it. My next heading is, my kingdom is not of this earth. In John 18, colon 36, Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not of this world. So we've got it really clearly from the Lord Jesus that this is not his world, all right? He's not from this world. So we are the same. 
we're in the world, but we're not of the world, which is also something that's quoted in the Bible, which I think is very relevant to this information, okay? <laughs> so also think of your time on earth as a temporary thing. That really helps me because my treasures are not on earth. My treasures are in heaven. See, if I think that I'm from this world, then I become materialistic and a material world, and I become obsessed with, uh, you know, building houses, buying houses, um, all the sort of luxuries of, of this world, which is Satan's. Um, and then I become um, submissive and under the authority of the world and the rule of the world. See how it works. So if you realize that you're just here temporarily, as guest, yes, as a visitor and a sort of inspector, a bit like a witness. You know when you've got the mystery shoppers that go into uh, the shops and these shops sometimes have problems with staff, <laughs> don't they, okay? So they hire a mystery shopper to go into the shop and see what the staff are like and then they report back. So when you're working for one of these shops, you've got to always be polite because you just don't know who you're going to come across. You know, there could be a mystery shopper. But that's so relevant because Jesus says when you don't feed the homeless or you, you don't help your brothers and sisters, then you're not helping Jesus, you see, because Jesus is them as well, because we're all together. Jesus is in everybody. And we're all brothers and sisters. We're all part of the body of Christ. And he is our head priest. But we're also letters within the word. And Jesus is the word in heaven. And the word in the written form as the Bible. And the, the word in the flesh. Which is us. Comes alive inside us. Jesus. Yes. And he rose again. Whippy. Do. Everybody smile. So let's go on to the next one. Romans 14, colon 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Luke 17, colon 21. Nor will they say, look here, here it is, or there. For behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. Luke 17, colon 20 to 21, being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in the way, ways that can be observed, nor will they say, look, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. So that's a more detailed one. Okay, 2 Peter 1, colon 11, for in this way they will be richly provided for you and an entrance to the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Let's read that again. For in this way there will be a richly... So let's start again. Sorry, stupid me. Just doing a stupid thing today. Okay. For So this is 2 Peter 1 colon 11. For in this way there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. So we are being provided with an entrance into the eternal kingdom of Jesus Christ. Happy days. So it's a doorway. So Jesus is the door, isn't he? 
as well. So amazing. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2 colon 12, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk in a manner worthy of God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Colossians 1 colon 18, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Colossians 1 colon 13, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us from the kingdom of his beloved son. Two, he has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. 1 Corinthians 15 colon 50, I tell you this brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Then we've got 1 Corinthians 12 colon 13. Bunched together. Hmm. Several pages here. Okay. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. John 18, colon 33 to 36. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Question mark. Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord? Or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Question mark. Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not of this world. So we get that twice. So it's obviously important to the Lord. Also, the other thing that we had twice was that Jesus is the door. Yes, very interesting. Thank you, Lord. Sorry, I just sometimes struggle with the reading uh, some of these things and uh, my, my um, stumbling causes a problem. So I do apologize for that. Uh, okay, I pray in the name of Jesus. You'll help me with that, Father. Thank you. Okay. My next heading is The Lord is My Rock, Psalm 18. For the director of music of David, the servant of the Lord, he sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul, he said, I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and my horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord, who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The earth trembled and quaked, and the foundations of the mountains shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from his nostrils, consuming fire, came from his mouth, burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. 
He mounted the cherubim and flew. He soared in the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering, his canopy around him, the dark rain clouds of the sky. Out of the brightness of his presence, clouds advanced with hailstones and bolts of lightning. The Lord thundered from heaven, the voice of the Most High resounded. He shot his arrows and scattered the enemies, great bolts of lightning, and routed them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of breath from your nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes, who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord has dealt with me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has rewarded me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I have not done evil by turning from God. All his laws are before me. I have not turned away from his decrees. I have been blameless before him and have kept myself from sin. The Lord has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. To the faithful you show yourself faithful. To the blameless, you show yourself blameless. To the pure, you show yourself pure, but to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. <laughs> you save the humble, but bring low those whose eyes are haughty. You, O Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory, and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. I pursued my enemies and overtook them. I did not turn back till they were destroyed. I crushed them so that they could not rise. They fell beneath my feet. You armed me with strength for battle. You made my adversaries bow at my feet. You made my enemies turn their backs in flight, and I destroyed my foes. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. To the Lord, but he did not answer. I bet I beat them as fine as dust borne on the wind. I poured them out like mud in the streets. You have delivered me from the attacks of the people. You have made me the head of the nations. People I did not know are subject to me. As soon as they hear me, they obey me. Foreigners cringe before me.
they all lose heart. They come trembling from their strongholds. The Lord lives, praise be to my rock, exalted be God my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who subdues nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. You exalted me above my foes. From violent men you rescued me. Therefore I will praise you among the nations, O Lord. I will sing praises to your name. He gives his king great victories. He shows unfailing kindness to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. When I was putting this sermon together, what I got from the Lord was to put this um, psalm into the sermon. And I think it sums up everything that we do. We have everyone coming up against us, but it's about putting our faith in the Lord. But it is a war between truth and lies as well. Okay. Next heading, this is Satan's world. We know that this is Satan's world because Satan is king of the air and he is also able to offer Jesus the whole world in the wilderness when Jesus was in the wilderness. What does it mean then that Satan is in charge of this world? Well, I believe it means that everything you learn is to do with Satan and his world. The indoctrination at schools, it's all with the media and everything else. It's all based on lies because he won't give credit to the creator of everything, who is the Lord. So if you understand this concept, Satan, God, full of pride, wouldn't acknowledge the Lord as creator, as being above, king of kings. So because of his pride, he's had to lie and make himself out to be greater. And with that lie, he's fallen into darkness, which is also where you find death and sin. And he's become the father of lies, death and sin because the whole system is based on that. Pride, which is now lies, if you understand. And that's what I was shown earlier, which I think is incredible, if you understand that. <clears throat> I thought it was. <laughs> so he's based everything on his pride and the lies, just because he won't acknowledge the Lord. And he's had to manifest himself in a, in a crooked way. And you see, whatever's crooked is going to lead you down the wrong way. Yeah, it's the wrong way, isn't it? Hmm. It's because everything pertains to him, if you understand this concept. Because he's also, as I say, he comes to, to steal and destroy he, he just wants to kill anything that might expose the lies. And you get this with liars. So they tell a little lie, then it leads to another lie, and then they have to cover that up, and then they forget the lies they've told, and then someone else finds out about it, and then they've got to kill that person to shut them up. So that's why 
this pride leads to all of these other things which are all sin, which is all death. Because Satan is the father of it. He started it. Hmm. But in the truth we have life. And the truth will set you free. And Jesus gave us access to the almighty creator. So in the system as well, to contact our creator, we had to go to priests and uh, we had to go to the church before. And this is the old system. But Jesus came to set us free from that because Satan is in charge of this world. And people couldn't get through to God. So Jesus had to come here to give us once again access to the Lord. Because we're all in the darkness. And there was no way out. It's quite beautiful. So whoever believes in Jesus can talk to to the Lord no matter what. Where, no matter where you are, you don't have to go through a third party. People also say to me, how did Jesus come here and pray to his God in heaven? So if you look at the ocean and you take a little glass of water out of the ocean, it's still the ocean, isn't it? And God is like that. So Jesus was a part of God and came here. It does not mean that God does not exist or that the God that he was talking to above him was greater. It was all connected through the spirit. The essence of God is so great. It's so hard for us to comprehend the magnitude and the magnificence of our creator. But what it also demonstrates is if you let pride get in your way, then what comes with that is lies and darkness and death. So it is actually about searching for the truth. So <coughs> in my respect, you know, when I do sermons, I start off with a theme um, and then I get various bits of scripture and headings and then I have to fill those headings and then the Lord shows me. And then while I'm in, sometimes on a certain section, he will show, give me two, two or three, maybe five, ten, fifteen headings, and I'll pop them in below that. And then um, he'll give me the scriptures to put in. And then, you know, I'll be typing away and putting all these bits in. And then he'll give me bits to add. And then I'll move on to another section. And then he'll give me more bits to add. And then the sermon is created in that way. So I never know how it's going to flow. And I always leave it in the order that the Lord gives it to me. Hopefully you receive it clearly. <laughs> it's amazing, really. It's really amazing. Hmm. So that's why when the Lord gives me something and he shows me something, he gives it to me dreams in dreams and visions and things like this. And he puts ideas in my head, hmm. shows me stuff. Then I realized that it must be from the Lord, no matter how crazy it is. <laughs> no matter what it is, if it's from the Lord, it's true. <sighs> but because our minds have been so firmly uh, molded into this, this sort of comprehension of a lie, that's how we are formed. So because we're clay, we're born 
into the world and we are from the clay and it's about how we're molded because he talks about the Hebrews and it's about brewing up his pot of clay like a recipe but also you can't know happiness unless you know what it's like to be sad so it's a mix of things as well but also when you speak the language of lies you don't really know how to speak the language of truth so when you do find Jesus Christ and the truth it's a revelation and an awakening that takes place inside you it's completely new and it's alien and it alienates everybody around you and everything around you Everything you've learned before doesn't fit into the world. Yeah, you don't fit into the world. And that's why Jesus said he's not from this world. He's only in the world. We are the same. We're in the world, we're not of it. But we have come to conquer the world, conquer Satan, to keep our crown. Because Satan's in charge of the world. We can only do this through finding the truth. That's why it's important for us to nitpick and be irritating about it with people and really searching for the truth. When you're shown by the Lord that it's the very essence of who he is, as in the truth, then it makes it all more important. It's a treasure hunt. He is rather pedantic. It's a fight for your soul and for your life and for your spirit, which have already been purchased by God. And you are redeemed through the truth and the life and the blood and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That we all come together in unity through perfect love, which is God, who joins us all together. But that can only be done through the truth. That's why you've got to get rid of all the unforgiveness and the hatred and anger, because there's no room for the light when you have darkness inside you. Okay, so I thought that was a pretty good summary. Thank you, Lord. Okay, um, so my next heading is people who say the earth is round and is a ball are liars, liars of the air and heir to nothing because their deeds dictate their deeds of inheritance of death. That's why it's important not to listen to the God of this world who is God of the air, because if you do, then you become the heir of his inheritance, which is death and sin. That's a very interesting analogy I got, I thought. Mm. Oh, at school, the next heading is we are taught about the globe earth and the universe and the stars and all of this. And it's from a very young age, isn't it? It's really deep, deep teaching. Hmm. We mustn't forget that the devil comes to, to lie, steal and to kill. And if we are the life, then he's come to attack and try and take you out. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because the darkness always wants to try and do that. But from the darkness came light. Isn't that interesting as well? I think it is. 
My next heading is the devil did a great job. Let's just say there's an adversary. There is a devil. There is a Satan. And his whole job is here to do this evil work to convince everyone in the world that God doesn't exist. He's done an incredible job of convincing people. Yeah, that we're just some random speck and insignificance. That's the whole point of it. That's why, you know, on um, all the TV shows, as soon as people mention Jesus, they remove the, the content. Yes, they do. And uh, they switch them off. And this is because Jesus is the only way, because he leads us. He's the door to the truth. Yes, and the kingdom. So I guess you could say we're all witnesses to this. And we're also the first. Well, we may not be the first. Well, we know Jesus was the first, but there might be various rounds of people every few hundred years or every hundred years or so. Hmm. My next heading is the Truman Show. On the Truman Show, it's depicted as a dome earth, as in the flat earth, sun, moon and stars. And they're all contained in a dome. And NASA is an anagram for Satan. And they spend more money on graphic artists than anyone else. Yeah. So they don't have any other staff, really. It's all graphic artists. So the photos of the Earth are taken from fake space, which is actually from aeroplanes. Aeroplanes in the sky. Aeroplanes, by the way, float along by helium, not through petrol. So to get into the sky, it takes a lot of effort, which they use petrol for. But the rest of it is all about helium. And if you look through the old images of the, the Earth and, you know, our, our fake history, you'll see there were many balloons and they transported themselves, even had restaurants on these balloons, and they used to dock at the top of these sort of temples. And also then you've got the Google cars that go around taking photos of people's houses and you can zoom in from a distance. All of this global photos that men have created are all through Photoshop. And if you look at the earth closely, you'll see all the photos are just a mismatch and they've got little stripes of content that are missing. Hmm. Next heading is the moon. In the Truman Show, the moon is used as an observatory to watch everything, a bit like the all-seeing eye of the pyramid, the AI, which is opposite to God, which is I am. And AI is nothing other than aliens, which are demons, which are against the Lord because they all work for Satan. It's very simple. <laughs> My next heading is our indoctrination on the earth bowl globe nonsense which is nonsense so we are told according to the indoctrination that the earth is a spinning ball that speeds at a, such an incredible speed that gravity holds us down against the earth so we don't fly off it but the water remains flat on the earth and so it doesn't lift off either and then we're also told that the earth spins round all the other planets at such an incredible speed and rate that it's also interesting because 
Then we've also got the stars that line up every day exactly this, the same as the day before. And the sun goes up in the same place and it goes down in the same place every day. And so does the moon. We're also told that the moon radiates the light from the sun, which it does not, because the sun and the moon radiate their own light. I know this because I've read all the books, including the books of Enoch, which give me the full synopsis of the rotation and the instructions of their orbit and illuminations. So we are told as well that, the, that we're orbiting the sun. The earth is also spinning on its axis, running through, the, uh, through all of this as well. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And then we've got the north and south poles. And apparently this gives us day and night. This is all lies because the sun and the moon are like torches. And they only focus their light in certain areas according to the movements of the earth, uh, movements of these uh, heavenly bodies on the earth. It's a giant clock, if you know that. The earth is like a giant clock. Hickory, dickory, dock. The mouse went up the clock. So they cannot move outside of this dome and they cannot uh, give us any um, anything that undermines the authority of the Lord because he is true. Now, the all these little heavenly bodies are under the authorship because the Lord is the author and instructions and commandments of the Lord. So with this authority, it does not permit them to go outside of his commandments because they're within the firmament and the Lord's firmament. We are told that the earth apparently is supernaturally, through our crazy teachers, it rotates at 1,670 kilometers an hour or 1,030 miles per hour around the polar, polar axis. But it doesn't do this at right angles at its, as it's to its orbital path. Axis is tilted over 23.5 degrees. And if this is the case, then we should be toppling over. Wob a wobbly little planet. I can just imagine it like a cartoon. Can you? Hmm. This is why all the earth globes are leaning over, apparently. That's what they tell us. They say that the earth is round and the sun, they call this obliquity of the ecliptic, which is also another philosophical, philosophical word created to confuse the poor little minds of human beings. Next heading, how crazy. The spinning ball that spins around planets. We are told there is a distance of 150 million kilometers, 93 million miles. Earth's orbit around the sun takes 940 million kilometers, 365.25 days, or what we call one year. Over this time, Earth notches up a speed of 108,000 kilometers an hour. 67,000 miles per hour on its journey around the sun. What nonsense. 
How would they know what speed the Earth is going? This is nonsense. There's no way they can even know how many kilometers or miles or millions of cubits there are around the Earth or of the Earth. Whatever. They cannot know it because they cannot go around and measure the Earth or the heavens because the Earth is a dome. And the Lord destroyed the Tower of Babel because they built it too high. And so they cannot put uh, satellites in the sky either. There's been satellites found in the ground in Africa. I've already done a sermon on the fake resets. And it was called the previous resets. Previous reset. If you want to look it up. And I go into detail about all of this. Um... You can find it on BitChute. It's got a video as well. All right. Um, so satellites, I had a conversation with the Lord about satellites and he told me there's no satellites in the sky. And the comparison was the Tower of Babel. So I knew, okay. Then I've got my next heading is Enoch. In the books of Enoch that I've read, the heavens are only 45 cubits away from the earth. So I know that the heavens are not that far away. And so there are several levels of heavens as well. The first heaven is, of course, the sky, which is the water that goes around the earth as a dome, which is like glass as described by our prophets. And it is described in this fashion. Yes. So we've got the sky with the clouds and then we must have a dome of water over this. Yeah. And the stars that glisten through would probably be th maybe even through the water. That's why we have little twinkles, maybe. Twink, twinkle, little star. I mean, if you look at... Uh, <laughs> If you look at ships and they they drive around, yeah, and you can see the little reflections of their lights in the water, and it twinkles, doesn't it? Twinkle, twinkle, little star. <laughs> Honestly, you know, God is good. <laughs> Next heading, pilots. When you speak to pilots, they tell you that they don't actually go around the map of Earth as it's mapped for everyone, that everyone has a map. It's not the same for the pilots. They have a different map. So, and they don't go the distances that you seem to think they do. They go a different way. It's interesting. The North and South Pole as well is my next heading. And there's also a North Pole and a South Pole, apparently, according to a gentleman called Admiral Bird. And I just don't know whether I believe in this chap as a real person because with a name like Admiral Bird it says that he can fly and he must be we must admire all with the name of Admiral Bird who can fly admire all of the bird so he's also not to believe but anyway he tells us that he went to this area of the North Pole and he went into this inner earth area and he met beings who were very tall and heavenly and there was places, kingdoms made of crystal and all sorts of technology. 
This all undermines the Bible. And so it must be a lie. Um, number one with his name. Number two with the Bible, because the Bible is my fact checker. Simple, really. But it's interesting that they won't actually allow us to fly over the North Pole or the South Poles. If you try and go there, you won't be able to go there. Yeah, it's very interesting. They'll do everything, just like the Truman Show. You know, the bridge will collapse, the airplane won't work, you know. Then they'll crash into your car, you break your leg, you'll be in hospital, nothing. It'll just be so impossible to get there. Hmm. Uh, many people have tried to go to the North Pole. Um, many people have tried to go and look at the pyramids in, in Giza as well, and no one's allowed, and it's, you know, it's just all because it's controlled. We've got apparently loads of documents in the Vatican, um, and Vatican just, you know, is a lie as well. It's all a lie. Hmm. Apparently, there's also lots of hidden technology up at the North Pole with spaceships and alien aircraft and all sorts of stuff. And funny creatures, demons and aliens. It's all to do with AI, which is the opposite to God, who is I am. Very interesting, isn't it? And then we've also got volcanoes that spew out lava. And that may, may well be connected with hell. And the old descriptions of the dome earth when uh, we look at the old drawings of the Earth, it's described as a flat plane with a dome over it with various levels of heaven and then hell below us and different levels of Sheol. And also, hell is a pit of lava. So maybe that's where the volcano's lava comes from. Maybe. I'm just looking from what the Bible tells me. See if I can get some answers. Sure, we'll get there in the end. Okay, so the Bible says that the earth is a dome, and there's quite a lot of scripture, which I'm going to quote some of the stuff that I found today. All right, Revelation 7.1 states, And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. Revelation 20, colon 8, which states that the devil will, will go out to deceive the nations to the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, and to gather them for battle. In the number they are like the sand of the seashore. Isaiah 1, 11, colon 12, which speaks of God bringing the Israelites together, stating he will raise a banner for the nations and gather the exiles of Israel, he will assemble the scattered people of Judah from the four quarters of the earth. People also quote that they can see the other part of the earth from a long distance with the right binoculars or telescopes. The idea of the ends of the earth is mentioned in the Bible, which says in Daniel 4, 10 to 11, these are the visions I saw while lying in bed. I looked and bef there before me stood a tree in the middle of the land. Its height was enormous. The tree grew large and strong, and its tops, its top touched the sky. It was visible to the ends of the earth. In Matthew 4, in which Jesus, tempted by the devil, 
in the desert is at some point brought to a very high mountain where the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world. In Jeremiah 31, 37, Thus says the Lord, If heaven above can be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. <laughs> okay, my next heading is fact check this. Ding dong. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Anyone know? Okay. As far as I know, Humpty Dumpty couldn't put himself back together again. Right here then. Fact check this. The Bible is true. When I was getting everything ready to do my sermon today, I was trying to find some articles so I could use some of the information in my sermon. And of course, on the Google searches, there was fact check, fact check this, fact, fact, fact check. And I clicked on each website. It was cookies and it was accepting cookies and adverts. And it just reminded me, you know, when you go on Google, You've got to click on so many images for bridges or for boats or for traffic lights. And it's about proving that you're a human. And they want you to prove that you're human when you're researching to go online. It's all for your own protection. It's all about cookies, being tracked, being watched, and it's psycho world it is because satan's a psycho as far as i'm concerned it's all part of who he is crazy people satan is like a person as far as i'm concerned but very clever very clever okay and then my next heading is self-operating telephone assistant it reminds me when you have a problem with your electricity or your internet you phone up your provider to get some help and they put you on hold for an hour and an hour and a half and ask your name and date of birth, your inside leg measurement, your DNA type. Then you have to spell your address and you spell your name and you spell your postcode. And then they become stupid and they can't hear your name. So you've got to spell it all out again. And then they transfer you to another department and listen to more pretty music. And then somebody else comes on and they want to know all of the information again, your name, date of birth, inside leg measurement, blood type, full address, postcode, spell your name, the whole blue bleed, blah, blah, and then they cut you off. And then you go through the whole thing again for another two hours. Yeah, and they really don't want to help you. That's why they cut you off. Yeah, and it's crazy. This is what the world's coming to. They just don't care. I mean, I wonder how many telephone operators there are for these big giant companies. Why haven't they got a, the giant staffing infrastructure to support the level of inquiries? So for me, this tells me everything in the world is set up not to help me. It's to make my life difficult, as difficult as possible, because time is money and it's a material world, isn't it? So they want to rob you of your time, which is your wealth. Yeah, because also it's your time with God that they're robbing you from. It is. Because uh, it's a material world, yeah? And it's all about Satan's world, because he's the ruler of this world. It's also about lowering your vibrations. Uh, and it's about lies. And it's about making you 
get all annoyed. It's a bit like the film 1984 or the book 1984 by George Orwell, uh, where you're not allowed to think. You've got the thought police. Yeah, you've got the fact checkers going around on Google searching, telling me what to think, what to believe, what to read. Cannot read this, cannot believe this, mustn't believe this. It's basically 1984 manifest, isn't it? But it's also 1948 because the fake Jews who claim to be God's people are not God's people. That's why it was 1948. It's very interesting, isn't it? It's also 70 years. It's all this big about 70 years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They're all from the synagogue of Satan, according to what Jesus tells me in the Bible. And you can fact check that if you want to. Just get your Bible out and check it out. <laughs> I've also checked everything in the Bible. Um, and that's what I use. When things don't add up, I always get my Bible out to see what I can find about the truth. I only use my Bible as my fact checker. And it's my Holy Spirit that helps me because I'm reborn in Christ and I'm joined together in perfect unity through love with my brothers and sisters in Christ across the world who are also joined together with me to our head priest who is Jesus Christ. And since Jesus is the truth, we know that we have victory and the devil is dead because he's lived backwards. Yeah. But to believe in lies is to believe in Satan and to follow Satan and to be in the darkness. So it really is a fight for truth, because if you believe in lies, you're in the darkness. And if you're in the darkness, how deep is the darkness? And the eyes are the window to your soul. So if you into your heart, and if you have darkness in your soul, then there's death in your soul. And then this must mean that you are not part of the living. Simple equation here. That's what I think anyway. God help us all. Next heading, dragon and Satan. Uh, also, since we're in the material world, uh, material world, it's all about the flesh and the time, space and matter. We might as well quickly discuss the fact that Satan is called Satan because he sat and because he stayed still, as in drag you back, dragon, drag on. It's to hold you back, to rob you of your time, which is money, which is your testimonies with the Lord, testimonies, your interest rate and level of interest in the Lord, because it's all about taking you away from the Lord and your interest rate in the Lord, anything they can give you to sidetrack you away from the Lord. So that you run away and you're not part of the Lord and then you can be trapped by the lies because you're not in the truth. See, you got to always be in the truth. So good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, I found that truth leads to love and love leads to the truth. But also, through all the lies, you do find the truth because the lies are so crazy that eventually you go, oh, this doesn't make any sense. But also, the darkness cannot comprehend the light and it can't overcome it either. And we know we have victory in the truth and the light and the life of Jesus Christ. So, don't you find it interesting? You know, often I have arguments with people. I'm quite sort of direct, okay. And people sort of go, eh. 
And I go, oh, yes, oh, yes, I'll give them something and I'll just totally rattle it off according to what the Lord shows me. And I found this really gets a people's nose, you know, because they don't like to hear the truth. Have you noticed this? If you want to talk to someone about the truth, they get really funny with you and they just start, you know, dismissing you. They'll find anything they can and they'll do a personal attack as well. Have you noticed that? They personally attack you so that it can undermine you. Yeah. Don't you think that's interesting? Now, this also applies to the world and the World Economic Forum and the WHO and the, all this. Yes, because every bit of infrastructure that they are based on is lies because it has to be lies. Because if you go to uh, the governments, they're all corrupt. You see, because it's like a bad apple in a bowl. One apple goes off and then all the other apples go off also. So, you know, um, it's just like Charlie in the Chocolate Factory movie, you know, the cartoon. Was it a cartoon? No, I suppose it's a, a Disney film, 666. And he had supernatural technology there, didn't he? Think about it. But there was this uh, girl who was a nasty little character. And um, anyway, she, she, I think, had a, um, a blueberry and then turned and became a blueberry and then she became like a ball and one of the squirrels started tapping her head uh because that's what they did with the nuts to find out if they were a good nut or a bad nut and then uh went to throw her down uh, the tunnel because she was a bad nut so you get bad nuts you do because they don't want to hear the truth yeah so it's like the the nut test so I guess we're all on a nut test here to find out if we're, you know, a bad egg or a good egg or a good nut or a bad nut. It's interesting. It's all about the truth and lies. It's so interesting, I think. God always gives me funny analogies, I think, as well. <sighs> okay. Uh, also, more clarity from the Bible. Uh, in Ecclesiastes 1, everything is meaningless. The words of the teacher, a son of David, king in Jerusalem, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all their labors at which they toil under the sun? Question mark. Generations come and generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets and hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place the streams come from, there they return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. The eye never has enough of seeing, nor the ear its full of hearing. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. <laughs> is there anything of which one can say, look, this is something new. It was here already. Long ago, it was here before our time. No one remembers the former generations. And even those yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow them. Very interesting. 
So what we have here is an understanding that is very frustrating. The world is kind of pointless. It can feel that way, but it isn't really pointless. It can just feel that way. But the fact that it's in the Bible means that by them expressing it in this way, we have friends in the Bible who also see it this way. <laughs> Don't you think that's great? And that the Lord loves us all regardless. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my uh, next heading is scientists, doctors, legal system replaced with what God says. Replaced what God says. What I've managed to establish is that since anyone who is saved by the Lord is reborn in Christ, we have the authority to step on serpents, cast out demons and to raise the dead and to baptize and make disciples of many nations according to the Lord. And also we know that illness comes from sin, which is so ill because Satan eats the soil and we return to the soil according to Genesis and soil is so ill. So illness is related to, to sin. So what I, they have done it to discredit Jesus uh, and his disciples is they've replaced the healing technology power of Jesus Christ as in being saved and reborn through shining the light of Jesus. They've replaced this with ph philosophical teaching, which promotes medications, pharmaca, which we're warned about. And we're also able to establish that the film Omen which depicts the son of Satan or the Antichrist coming to earth to destroy it and rule the earth as an Antichrist type of figure in the film Omen 666. After researching the word nurse, I've discovered that the word nurse actually means omen. Isn't that interesting that the film Omen actually tells you that the nurses will be doing the work of Satan in the last days in a strange sort of way with the mark of the beast and the injection, of course, that says that Satan will now rule from the temple. Yes, as in we are the temple of the Lord. Because only the Lord can read your mind, yes, and influence what you're thinking. He can read your heart as well. But Satan cannot do this. But once you've got this lovely injection, then Satan will be able to manipulate your mind. He'll be able to upload your mind to the cloud. He'll be able to remove the memory and the mind, delete and replace, and he will be able to tell you and instruct you on what to do. You will have no control of your mind. You will be a passenger in it. That's why anybody who's had this blue banana injection needs to repent of their sins so that the Lord can do his work. Because otherwise, those who follow Satan and sin and death and darkness, they cannot see and they all fall into a pit of lava, and this is called hell. It's really simple. Next heading, reset. So after Jesus died, they did a reset with the orphan trains, the incubator fairs, and the world fairs about 1850. And they did this to replace the legal system, the law, the Torah, the new legal system, the Bill of Rights, the Statue of Liberty, Napoleon, and Apollyon. They all have the date of the 4th of July, 1776. And in God we trust, and this is also on the $1 bill, because uh, they worship Satan, that is their God. Yeah, and they've gone ahead and promoted medicine and fake churches, priests and all that, and we call these priests father. 
They changed the day of Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday. Um, and I mean, from what I can tell, they might even change the weekdays around. They've changed all the places, all according to the prophecies of Daniel, which is definitely happens. They've penetrated every aspect of society, including media, schooling, governments, food chains, police, doctors, nurses, everything. Uh, lawyers and judges and priests and doctors were the Levites in the Old Testament. Okay, so they were uh, master builders also, and they were our chief in charge. They were our consultants. They were also prophets, and they'd speak to the Lord. But they've turned everything on the head, haven't they? And if we look at the word masons and we break that word apart, we've got masons. We also got Sam, which is turned around. And they always use Sam as a sort of under the Masonic names. Yes, in the movies and things. But also, it, we, if we start breaking this apart, we've got um, mass. Um, and, uh, which is a bit of a mess, isn't it? It's just a play around with words. It's such fun, actually, if you, uh, but also energy is RAM, isn't it? In your computer. Hmm. This also means that, um, we've got an SOS that needs to go out. Yeah. Because Marsons are Masons. Yes. Because if we do a, a, an anagram, We've got Ma, Man, and we've got SOS, Man SOS. So yeah, my my phone sometimes it does change the wording around a little bit, and then I'm like, oh, what is that? What was I trying to say there? Yeah, <laughs> it's very interesting. <coughs> Fun and games. Okay, philosophers, 1 Colossians 2 colon 7 to 8, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of the world rather than from Christ. 1 Timothy 6, colon 20 to 21. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you and avoid pointless discussions and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. Although some claim to have it, they have abandoned the faith. May grace be with you all. May grace be with all of you, rather. James 3, colon 15. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. 1 Corinthians 2 colon 13, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Holy Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. 1 Timothy 4 colon 1, the Spirit says clearly that in later times, some believers will desert the Christian faith. They will follow spirits that deceive and they will believe the teachings of demons. 1 Corinthians 3.19 For the wisdom of this age is foolishness with God. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. God will shame the world. 1 Corinthians 1.27 Instead, God chose 
things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. 1 Corinthians 1 colon 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. 1 Corinthians 1 colon 25. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. And the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. 1 Corinthians 20, where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? 11, uh, sorry, Jeremiah 8, colon 9, the wise will be put to shame. They will be dismayed and trapped, dismayed and trapped. Since they have rejected the world of the Lord, what kind of wisdom do they have? So we need wisdom, 1 Corinthians 2, colon 6. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. And then there's no excuse for not believing in the truth of God. Romans 1, colon 24. Ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky through everything God made. They can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. The Lord rocked my world. I guess you could say that the Lord really did rock my world because when he spoke to me, he made me realize that the world I believed in did not exist. And so my world was rocked and everything within that world was also rocked. My belief in it, all the lies was rocked and everything was thrown out of the window, literally. To start again, I had to start again because you have to start again. You have to get rid of all the lies. You have to get rid of all of the strongholds of these false teachings and lies and then build new foundations from the rock. The rock and the cornerstone. We are all building blocks in the temple. Since we are the temple of the Lord, we need a cornerstone, of course, to hold us all together. And that's why he's the rock, because you build on a rock the strong foundations. So now we finally get to Samuel's commentary. Sorry it took so long. <laughs> okay. But this should clear it up for anybody who has any doubt. In the scripture, it says the earth is immovable. A pole shift could refer to a shift or change in the electromagnetic fields through a shift in the vibrations and frequencies. It is not the actual earth that will shift because the earth cannot be moved. Psalm 104.5, who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not that should not be moved forever. One, Corinth, uh, one Chronicles 16, colon 30, Fear before him, all the earth, the world also shall be stable, that it be not moved. Psalm 93, colon 1, The Lord reigneth, he is clothed with majesty, the Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established, that it cannot be moved, Psalm 96, colon 10, saying among the heathen that the Lord reigneth, 
The world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Isaiah 45, colon 18. For thus, for thus says the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. God's word states that the earth is fixed and does not move. Fear before him all the earth, the world also shall be stable, that it should not be moved. 1 Chronicles 16, colon 30, indeed the earth cannot be moved. The Lord reigneth, he is clothed with majesty, the Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established, that it cannot be moved. Psalm 93, colon 1. Notice that the immovable earth is closely associated with the praise and glory of God Almighty. They are inseparable concepts. In Psalm 93, colon 1, we read that the Lord is clothed with majesty and strength. Just as the world is stable and cannot be moved, if the earth is movable, then it impeaches the majesty and strength of God. Just as the earth is established, that it cannot be moved, so also is the eternal throne of God. In Psalm 93, colon 2, indeed, God links the immovable earth with his eternal throne. For in the very next verse, after Psalm 93, colon 1, God explains, Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. 93, colon, Psalm 93, colon 2. So if the earth can be moved, so also God's throne cannot be eternal. A movable earth impeaches God's eternal throne. So everything that they do to teach us all this is to discredit who the Lord is. Don't you think that's incredible? Bing bang bosh. One, two, three. Got a tickly throat today. Here we go. In the book of Isaiah, God states that in the day of his anger, he will remove the earth out of her place. That means that the earth is not shooting through space faster than a speeding bullet. It is fixed in a place. And it is from that fixed place that God will one day remove it. Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth shall remove out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts. And in the day of his fierce anger, Isaiah 13, colon 13, Psalm 104.1-5 makes it clear that God laid the foundations of the earth, stretched forth the heavens, just as he is clothed with honor and majesty. The concepts of God's majesty and a stable, immovable earth are inseparable. If the earth moves and spins, then the God of this of the Bible cannot exist. However, a stable, immovable earth confirms the existence of God. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, thou art very great, thou art clothed with honour and majesty, who coverest thyself with light as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who lays the beams of his chambers in the waters, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks upon the wings of the wind, who makes his angels spirits, 
his ministers a flaming fire, who laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed forever, in Psalm 104.1-5. God laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed forever, Psalm 104.5. What kind of foundation is there in a spinning earth, careering through space? Such a spinning, moving earth cannot be said to have any foundation. If there is no foundation, there is no God. Since God stated he laid the foundations of the earth, the heavens prove the existence of God as they demonstrate his skill as the creator. In Psalm 19:1, it states that the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. So by undermining God, they're trying to demonstrate that God does not actually exist. So they've done this with lots of different things, you know, all of it to do with space, the stars going up into space, going to the moon, all of it's crazy, crazy. But Samuel goes on, so I'm going to carry on reading. Part of the glory of God and his handiwork is the fact that the earth is stationary and the sun travels in a circuit over the earth. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day he utters his speech, night unto night, showing his knowledge. There is no speech nor language where the voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them has he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is a bridegroom coming out of this, out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hidden from the heat thereof. Psalm 19, colon 1 to 6. In Isaiah 44, colon 24, God states that he alone stretched forth the heavens and spread abroad the earth. A ball is not spread out. You spread out things that are flat, like a flat bedspread. God spread out the earth and he stretched forth the heavens above the earth. Thus says the Lord, thy Redeemer, and he that formed thee in the womb, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by himself. Isaiah 44, colon 24. The account of creation in Genesis refutes the commonly held view of a spherical earth that is surrounded by endless vacuum of space. In Genesis 1, colon 6, we read that God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. A firmament is something that is hard. Indeed, in Job, the firmament is likened to a strong molten looking glass. Hast thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong and as a molten looking glass, Job 37, colon 18. A looking glass is highly polished and a polished reflective surface. 
The firmament divides the waters, which means that there is water above the firmament in heaven. Indeed, all one needs to do is look skyward to see the blue water that is above the firmament. The blue sky is not the atmosphere as claimed by scientists. The blue sky is the water above the canopy of the firmament. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Psalm 148,4 God placed the sun, moon, and stars in the firmament. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so in Genesis 1, colon 14 to 15. When God flooded the earth, During Noah's time, during the great flood, he opened the windows of heaven to let out some of the water that was above the firmament. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, in the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened in Genesis 7, 11. God formed the foundation of the earth from the beginning. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. Psalm 102.25 God laid the foundation of the earth immovable forever. Who laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever? Psalm 104.5 Please note that God laid the foundations of the earth, which does not at all suggest the global, uh, global earth. Mine hand also laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand hath spanned the heavens. When I call unto them, they stand up together. In Isaiah 48, colon 13, the foundation is stated to be pillars. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill, to set them upon among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. 1 Samuel 2 colon 8 We see that the pillars are the Lord's. We learn that in Psalm 75 colon 3 that God is holding them up. The earth and all the inhabitants thereof are dissolved. I bear up the pillars of it. Selah. Psalm 75 colon 3 Very deep very thorough and uh, what I like about Samuel is he's very pedantic about the flat earth so I'm, I'm, I'm using a lot of his info because I like it I think it's very t- concise and clear yes so I'll carry on those who promote uh, the helicentric model often cite to Job 26 colon 7 to suggest that the passage implies that the earth is a floating in space He stretches out the north over the empty place and hangeth the earth upon nothing, Job 26, colon 7. But a careful reading of Job in the context of the whole Bible indicates that God is making the point in Job that the earth is not hung on anything. The earth is supported from underneath on pillars which are borne by God. Psalm 75, colon 3, hanging some things suggest that 
it is being supported from above. To hang means to suspend from above. The earth is not suspended from above, it is supported from below, on pillars. It is literally hanging from nothing. Just as the passage in Job states, God is bearing the earth upon pillars from underneath. He is not hanging the earth on anything. What are the pillars that form the foundations of the earth? One could infer that it is the seas. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Psalm 24, colon 1-2 God has repeatedly referred to the earth as being founded upon water. To him that stretcheth out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. Psalm 136, colon 6 God states that he stretched out the heavens over the earth, which suggests an immovable stationary earth. I have made the earth, and created man upon it. I... Even my hands have stretched it, have stretched out the diddly done heavens, and all their hosts have I commanded. Isaiah forty five colon twelve. Notice that the earth is stretched out above the waters, and an immovable stationary plane could be said to be stretched out, but such an expression would preclude a globular earth. God's creation of a stationary earth is a testimony to his truth. In Psalm 33, 4-9, we find that just as the word of the Lord is right, so also he spake and it was done. In the same way, all his works are done in truth, so also he commanded and it stood fast. Just as his word is true, so also does the earth that was created by his word stand fast. For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. He loveth the righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth of the storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake, and it was done, he commanded, and it stood fast. Psalm 33, 4-9 David explains that all of God's works are done in truth. God's creation of an immovable earth that stands fast testifies to God's truth. God spake his truth. Through that true and sure word he created a fixed earth, just as the earth is fixed and stands fast, so also is God's word true. If the earth is moving, it means that God's word is variable and cannot be true. The mythology of a spinning orbital earth calls into question the truth of God's word. If the earth is orbiting and spinning, That means that the Bible, which is God's word, cannot be true. But a spinning orbital earth is a lie. And God's creation of an earth that stands fast testifies to his truth. Five verses later, in Psalm 33, 14, God describes his reign over what can only be a flat earth. David 
segues from explaining that the earth stands fast too. Five verses later in Psalm 33, colon 14, explaining that God looks upon all the inhabitants of the earth from his habitation. Where is God's habitation? God's habitation is in heaven. God's throne is in heaven and the earth is his footstool. Thus says the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? Isaiah 66, colon 1. Footstools are not a spherical object. God can only look over the inhabitants of the earth from one location if the earth is flat. So within five verses in Psalm 33, we have God describing a stationary immovable earth. God describes the earth in Job 38 colon 14 as being turned as clay to the seal. The tradition of placing a seal on documents using clay dates to iniquity. The wet clay was flattened under the pressure of using a seal, which was a hard dye called a signet. The signet was pushed into the clay this was often done to authenticate royal decrees. The clay then dried with the positive impression from the negative image on the royal signet left visible in the flat pressed clay. The clay image itself was known as the seal. All such seals were, necessary pressed, were necessarily pressed flat. God calls the process of creating the clay seal of the earth being turned. The word turn in this context is pre pregnant with meaning. Turn means to form, to shape, to transfer. That is what happens when the image on the signet ring is pressed against the clay. That process shapes the clay and transfers the image from the signet ring onto the clay. Turn also means to reverse the sides or surfaces of invert and that is what we see in the positive image left in the clay from the negative image on the signet turn has yet another meaning to cause to move in a circular course to cause to move around an axis or a center in the context of a clay seal as described in job 38 colon 14 it is implied that the flat clay seal is being turned into a circle. Thus, God's description of the earth being turned as clay to the seal clearly describes a stationary planet Earth and it suggests that it is a circle. See also in Isaiah 40 colon 22, God sitteth upon the circle of the earth. There is also another belief that there is a extra terrestrial life on other worlds in the vast universe that that belief also impeaches the authority of the bible the supposition that the heavenly bodies are suns and systems and inhabited worlds is demonstrably false and it's demonology it's impossible in nature and certainly has no counterpart or foundation in scripture in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. One earth only was created, 
and in the numerous references to this world contained in the entire scriptures, no other physical world is ever mentioned. It is never even stated that the earth has companions like itself or that it is one of an infinite number of worlds which coexist and were brought into being at the beginning of creation. It may be remarked also that all the favors and privileges and promises and threats of God contained in the scriptures have sole and entire reference to this one earth and its inhabitants. The sun, the moon and the stars are described as lights only to give light upon the earth and God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also and set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. Genesis 1, 16 to 17. The creation of the world, the origin, the origin of evil and the fall of man. The plan of redemption by the death of Christ, the day of judgment and the final consummation of all things are in the scriptures invariably associated with the earth alone. The Bible is clear. There is no extraterrestrial corporal life on any other planets or any other planets. All such alleged manifestations of beings from other planets are hoaxes or devils disguised as aliens. Man is made in the image of God, Genesis 1, 27. In conclusion, the Bible clearly states that the earth does not move and is not a globe. God bless all of you always. So yes, all of these uh, planets that they claim are planets cannot be planets. They are stars. Now we also know that stars are angels, guys. Don't we? And so they, they refer to themselves as stars when they go to Hollywood. Hollywood. You know, the red carpet for the stars. You know, going live on air and all that. Uh, and mythology. So it's all myth. It's a myth. Mythology. Why do you think it's called mythology? It's so very interesting because they don't want you to believe it's true. Mm. So all of our sort of Greek mythology <coughs> is about the fallen angels, I think. They don't want you to believe it. But they're not real in the sense that they haven't got authority or power because God is the ultimate authority and power because he's the author. Okay, next heading, NASA is Satan. Yes, we know that. Have you noticed also with the logo, it's got like a red tongue. It's got a V in it. So that's a V, a v for victory, which is also vril, which is also evil. Um, and then you've also got the V which is the snake's tongue coming out. Yes, because it's the snake. Anything to discredit the Lord. They always give themselves their own glory. It's all in the symbolisms, the hand signals and everything. They give themselves away. Next heading, Killary. Well, if you notice, Killary Clinton couldn't actually penetrate the firmament because it's a firmament. Bing. So it'd be hard like glass be able to penetrate it maybe that's why aircraft aircrafts cannot go to a certain height yes they can only go to a certain height mm. next heading rainbow 
The rainbow colors are often demonstrated through the ocean, yeah, um, but also through heaven. If you notice that the shape of a rainbow is a dome, the colors, of course, are all to do with pH levels. I think that's really interesting also. And your body's also salt water, like the ocean. So they're trying to lower your pH or whatever as well. Um, bicarbonate of soda cures most things, even kills cancer, according to the stamp on the label of bicarbonate of soda from 1910. Yes, or early 1900s. Yes, yes. And, and you know, pharmaceutical products, all of the antibiotics only were really created in the 1940s. Interesting. Bing. Very interesting. Oh, yes, my daughter boiled some vegetables, then put uh, some lemon in the water, and it went from a really dark, bluey, purple color to a bright pink. So you can change the color of things with pH. So maybe that's also why we've got different color skies, you know, with the sun and stuff. It's all very interesting. And the sun's also connected, you know, and the night. It's all beautiful. Then you've also got the aurora lights, haven't you? A lot of people saying before the Lord comes, there's prophecies about the aurora lights. If you see the aurora lights, which are those funny lights, you know, you get them in the Canada, near Canada, I think. Sorry, I left school early. can't remember where it is, but somewhere around there, I think. Anyway, you've got bright green lights with bits of yellow and pink glistening through. And it's always amazed me. I've always thought, what is that? You know, totally amazing. Apparently, many people have seen visions where they see this, these lights. And if you see them, you're told, to, according to the prophecies, the visions that people get, to run indoors and go home quickly. Because after that, you get three days of darkness and the demons will be free and roaming and they will be culling. So um, if you see the aurora lights, get home. Yes, very interesting. Okay. Um, obviously got the transatlantic cable, which was created in 1866, which is the telephone cable from America to England. And I already did a sermon about this, and I don't believe it was new. I don't believe any of this technology is new, and that they just repurposed it from before. And they had to discover it and then sort of cover it up and say that, you know, we created it. But they didn't. Okay. What happened is the next question heading. Well, as I've already discussed, it was a reset. Um, They killed a lot of people. They credit a lot of people like Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton and other people with all sorts of discoveries and theologies and all of this kind of thing very interesting with make-believe stories um, and they write about them and they teach you about it in school so it becomes second knowledge and you you know it, it becomes part of the indoctrination all made up of course after the reset yeah they started to teach us that the Lord was not real they did everything they did to discredit the Lord with the stories of dinosaurs the earth being a spinning ball um, you know all this because of Hollywood, you know, with a big planet going round and round and going Universal Studios <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> oh dear, crazy, isn't it? 
then the word dinosaur, if you break that apart, I've already talked about it, but it's die and then no and then saw. So as in it's dead, never existed. No, you never saw it because they don't exist. And then giants, uh, obviously there were giants around and still are today. Um, and then we've got the mud flood and we got the buildings half built into the floor. Again, that's all connected with the reset. We had free electricity before with the tram lines and all of the lamps and all of this. So there's that as well. But since we're talking about electric, it's all about atoms. Mm. We are atom, Adam. So what does this mean? Because you know when the Lord says you're elect, it's because you're electric. It is. It's all about electricity. If you're elect and you have electricity, you conduct light. And that is the most pure form of electricity. Isn't it? So there was free electricity before. And then what they did is they um, they did a reset and they pretended that we, we didn't have electricity. But all they did was they rewired everything through an alternate current and a direct current so that they could measure the usage to charge you for it. That's why it's ACDC. And you got the rock band ACDC with the lightning bolt as in Satan. Ding dong. Yes. Wakey, wakey, wakey. It's so hard, isn't it, to wake up to all of this lies. Sorry. So we are atom, as in we are Adam. We are, uh, which is like an atom. Same thing, 12 disciples around the outside, 12 stars. The earth is an anagram for the heart. It's all a test about love because the Lord is love. Then everything connects back to Adam. Uh, the Lord is alive. We are elect. We are the light and the life and the truth through Jesus. That all connects us all through to the Lord again. Then we must know everything is contained within the Bible, which tells me the beginning and the end. And the middle, and there's nothing new under the sun. But also in the beginning was darkness, and then came the light. This is why we have black and white, good and bad, rich and poor. You know, you have to know bad to know what good is. You have to totally reject bad as well and hate evil to want to become righteous. Uh, Jesus is also a lamb. But we need RAM for our computers. Very interesting. Uh, a RAM is a lamb over a year old. Um, but you also need memory in your computers. Um, and we also get viruses in computers. And they're trying to tell us that we have viruses. Don't you think it's interesting? I think it's interesting. <laughs> oh dear, so very interesting. Okay. So humans also seem to be able to get what they are now telling us as viruses, which I don't believe we can anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but we ate from the tree of knowledge and we became followers of darkness and death and sin and Satan. And then we became part of the material world at just time, space and matter, which is matter is atom backwards. The devil is dead because he's lived backwards. So time, space and matter is the realm of the devil. Because the devil is called the king of the air. And also, if you notice Hollywood, which is all about air, 
as in programs, live, television, diddly-dum and all that stuff. I wonder why they call it live, because they could just call it dead television, which would make a lot more sense. I was thinking about it today, about getting a song and then, uh, you know, because I have to edit out the song and change it if I put it on YouTube. Um, because if they're dead, the like artists, I don't see why we'd have problems using their music. Who's going to fight to tell me that I can't use their music unless they've already sold their soul and they belong to the devil, which is dead. So anything to do with the dead, you cannot use. It's very interesting. You have to buy a license from Satan to use it. It's so interesting. But also in the movies, they say uh, live camera action, I think it is. Something like that. Yeah, because they want to copy the Lord. Yes, because the Lord thought it, spoke it, and so it was. Mm-hmm. Everything's to do with Hollywood, opposite to the Lord. Gospel, go spell. Uh, Adam, add-on, uh, atom. Also, if we look at uh, what we're told in the Bible, Adam has two children, but he also is from the Lord, and he is created in God's image. So this is an add-on, add-on. <laughs> it's quite simple, really, when you start adding things up. And uh, Genesis is genes is, and Exodus is exit odd us, as in get out of here, because they're mixing our DNA and making us into f- weird freaks of nature. Uh, Lord had to come and rescue us. And just like Abraham was chosen by the Lord, uh, the Lord is the alphabet, so the word abracadabra is also to do with maths and um, all magic, isn't it? But um, but it's also about them making what they can out of it, mathematicals, words. Abracadabra, because Abraham's name was Abram, so by uh, adding, we get A and B, and then we have Ram, so we have A, B, Ram, Abram, which is Lamb. And then they say Abracadabra, then we are basically breaking it up. We get B, Ram, after Christ, head Abraham again. So basically we're going round in circles. There's nothing new under the sun, and the Lord's in control of everything. We're just going round in a loop. Space within a space and a time within a time and a word within a word and a wheel within a wheel. But when you know that the Lord's in charge, then you know that this is all part of his amazing plan anyway. So we have no fear in the Lord because we're in the Lord. Beautiful. God is in charge. So the people who are doing everything in this world, they all are under the authority of the Lord. Yeah. We've also got what's positive and negative. So it's good and bad, black and white. And I've already told you about that. But also we're like magnets. If we're electric, we're like a magnet. So um, you've got uh, negative and positive. Yeah, both of them in order to power up the, you know, something on a mat, on a battery. You know, if you power up anything, you've got to have the positive and negative batteries inside, haven't you? Yes. Very interesting. Don't you think so? I think it is. So it's about power and electric. So if we know that we are electric and they've removed this knowledge, then because the Lord is the light, which is the ultimate electric, and we would also be elect electric. Must be. That's what I think. Hmm. So <laughs> uh, what have I also got in here? Um, but if you decide not to fight for the truth, then you end up 
in in the negative. Yeah, it's like really interesting. Hmm. Um, all fulfilling the world, the word of the Father. This is the will of the Father according to what is written. So Satan has his purpose, all doing the work of the Father in the end. It's all about pleasing the Father and uh, answering the door. The Lord is in control and he loves you. That's why he sent his only son to die for you on the cross so that you have eternal life and you can come out of this time-space matter quandrium of the matrix. My next heading is Pulse RAM Memory Gig Megabytes. So if you think about switching on a computer, you know, you've got RAM and then you've also got updates. You cannot function without RAM. RAM is what sort of keeps the thing going, you know, it pulsates the the thing into life. Um, and the pulse fires up as in the RAM as well. Uh, you've also got to have an operating system and memory. There are three elements. So Jesus is also the memory, the oper- operating system, uh, and the RAM. So interesting, just like the kingdom. Kingdom as in kingdom. <laughs> That's why I think it's called kingdom. Uh, then I've got next heading magnetic pulse electric. So everything is about electricity because we used to have free electricity. I've told you all about that. Uh, the conductors, uh, because we have positive at the bottom of us. And at the top of us, we have the negative, supposedly. Well, I don't know. Maybe the, I've got it wrong way around. But anyway, north represents the negative. Or, or the blue, and the and the red always is the positive, but I think that the colours are wrong. That's what I think anyway, because blue I think is holy and red is not holy, so red can't be positive. It's just a play on things that they've done with electricity, in my opinion. Uh, so apparently the kingdom would be at the top of your head if we, because we're all a map of this, and so is the earth. And so is the Bible. It's all a map. Um, you, you've got at the bottom of your feet, you've got heel, your heel, but also you've got your soul. And the Satan's always at your feet at your to get your soul, according to what's written in Genesis as the punishment. So, um, and we're told that uh, she or he will strike Satan's head. And he will be at our heel for our soul. Very interesting. Um, and then we've got Leon and Lion and Noel and Nile. So also the line of Judah is the lion as in the opposite to Noel. Yeah, Lion. No L. Yes, because when they sing at Christmas, they're saying no L, which is no God, because God's name is L. Then we've also got lion, which is the heart, as in the lion of Judah. If we swap these words and go around backwards, we've got Nile um, as well. Um, so lion is no isle, no isle, 
No. See? That's how you do it. Okay. Um, as in the living water. Hmm. You know, that's another reason why I know that Africa is the physical place of the Lord. But everything is a map and a diagram, as I've already just said. Um, and it it's all about time, space, and matter. Uh, but nothing else matters about anything apart from searching for the truth and searching for the Lord and your relationship with the Lord and being pleasing to the Lord. That's what should matter. That's why it's called matter. It's important. Isn't that interesting? I think it's so interesting. These words all connect, you know. <laughs> You're on such a great journey with me. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm really loving it. Okay, next uh, heading is it's a bit about words today. Motel and hotel. It's interesting. One of the films I was watching that this guy came out of the police station and it was a motel. And it was like... um. An American film. I can't remember whether it's a hotel or motel, but then it started me to think about this word. Uh, and it's, well, if I break it apart, it's hot and it's L. So basically, it wouldn't be so pleasant, would it? It's pretty hot at times, horrible. Um, and <laughs> it would be on the move. If you're on the move, it's not pleasant either, is it? Um so if you're without a home, it'd be hot L. Yeah. And hell is hot. So, yeah. And people only follow Satan through pride and that kind of thing because they think they're like God or they don't need God. So it's like Satan's hell, where he goes, is hot. So be hot God, as in full of magma, not so pleasant. Also, uh, you know, the word soil, which is so ill, um, just remind you of that as well. Time, space, matter, material world. So we're in a material world and this is a testing of the heart. The Lord exists outside of time, space and matter. So everything in the world is a test, a test on the heart because it's an anagram for the earth um, and the heart is an anagram for the earth. Then what does this, this test contain? Well, everything to do with love. Material world, the earth is where you get tested. Testing monies, your interest rate in the Lord dictates your deeds that we claim because we are the deeds. We dictate our own deeds that we claim in the inheritance. This is why time as itself does not exist. Because our assets are not of this material world. It's all about matter, which doesn't really matter because the only thing that matters is the Lord, as in your testimonies, because you put your money in heaven through what you do here on earth by demonstrating your love of Christ to others, by not caring about the material world and helping your brothers and sisters in Christ in the fleshly world because your material world doesn't really exist to you because time, space and matter doesn't because you're joined with Christ. You're outside of the spherical existence of material world as in the material world and the flesh. So your treasures are in heaven. That's so amazing. Okay, next heading is <laughs> will, words, numbers. This is all according to the will of the Father, the will the will of the Father, uh, which cannot be executed, 
until there's a death as in Jesus died on the cross. And Jesus is the word and he completed the sentence of words as in the will of the Father. So the Lord is the word in heaven and the word in the Bible which is written and in the word in the flesh and he comes alive inside us because Jesus tells us he is with the Father and the Father is with him and he is with us and we are with him. So we know the truth lies in the words because he tells us that he is the word and the light and the life. But it is also the numbers and it's all about numbers and words because it cannot manifest unless that thought has been written and actions. So in a, in a sense, we're in this material world, but it's all about spiritual world, as in the Lord manifesting through what we think, speak, and write, as in it comes through alive inside us, manifesting itself. Because the Bible is called a ghost spell, which is gospel. So in order for us to manifest, we, we have to, to read the Bible, then it goes through our pineal eyes eyes, and then through our pineal gland and then it will activate and come alive and it manifest. And then the word inside you will be the spirit inside you that speaks. No longer you yourself. Through Jesus Christ, who is the light and the life and the truth. That's why John tells us that we knew the truth in the beginning. When you know the truth, you'll realize that. The alphabet is the next heading. So the alphabet is basically the Lord. He is the alphabet, he is the word, he is also the beginning and the end. There is nothing new under the sun. So if you want to know the truth, then you'd have to study the word and the letters and also the numbers because each letter represents a number, as in alpha is the number one and the omega is the end, because the Lord is the alpha and the omega and the alphabet. That's why they say abracadabra, because it's got Abraham's name in it. (sighs) The field next heading this is why jesus refers to the earth as a farm because we are simply seeds in the farm and we will either yield fruit or not if the fruit tree is not yielding fruit then you have to prune it that's why jesus refers to himself as the fruit as the first fruit and then there will be the remainder of the fruit next heading grapes and oil so the lord talks about grapes and making wine from the grapes and also he talks about the oil But if you were to put a piece uh, of fruit, the grape, in the microwave, it conducts its own electricity and it lets off like sparks. And the oil, if uh, we, we add an S to it, we have soil. Isn't that interesting, which is so ill. So we've got to get rid of the snake, as in this S, and then we're left with oil. Hmm, I think that's so very interesting. (laughs) Next heading, yours and ours. Uh, So to give you an example, if you take off the Y of yours, then the word yours becomes ours. And then also ours, as in hours and years. So ours is H-O-U-R-S, as in the number of hours in a day. And then years, as in Y-E-A-R-S. So now you have also got hours, as in hours in the day. And we have years as in the number of years in a millennium because it's all connected with time, space, matter, which does not exist because the Lord exists outside of this quandrium. But we are stuck here, so we have to focus on the Lord Jesus because Jesus is, yes, us. As in Jerusalem, you are Salem, which means that we are peace and 
We are peace in Jerusalem, but we are also part of the Jerusalem. We join together the Jerusalem. Jesus is the King of peace and King of Jerusalem. Amazing. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Um, next heading, God moves his throne. So in Ezekiel, we're told about the wheels and the cherubim and they're on the move. And then they're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. If you notice in the book of Ezekiel, when the wheels are on the move, which are singing, um, this is really important that the wheels are on the move. They have the eyes going round or just like the revelation. This shows that the Lord is on the move because this is, they are normally found in the revelation. It tells me that they are found at the throne of the Lord. So the fact that they're on the move in Ezekiel means that the throne and the tabernacle are on the move. That's very amazing. But also, if you want to know more about this, manifestation from the the sort of spiritual into the reality of what we understand read hebrews because the lord brews his pot in a clay pot we are made by the potter and we are the clay pot um i guess you could say what's cooking in god's kitchen we're a fine recipe want to make sure that we are pleasing to the lord um, because it also tells us if we lose our saltiness, then it, we're no good and we'd be thrown out. Hmm. Um, and then we've got Canon. We also know that the first camera was called a Canon. And this is also to mock the Bible because Canon is another word for the Bible. But when you take a photo, it's taking evidence, isn't it? It's proof and it's recording the information isn't it so that's a play on words isn't it no can can no cannot know mm, okay um and so yeah i've already told you about the elector the dome so uh the dome is like it's similar to wisdom isn't it wisdom wise dome kingdom and wisdom is something that solomon was given and he built the temple that's a very important because uh it all connects with the kingdom and being on a flat earth under the dome about realizing it i think as well ding ding okay um what else have i got dun, 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 dun. so much here just goes on and on <laughs> okay heaven and hell on the old descriptions and drawings was that uh, obviously we had uh, the firmament and the flat earth and it was all around circle and the dome went over the earth like an egg and then below was underneath yeah so it was like an egg shape around circle or just around circle and then you'd have shield underneath yeah also just to give you an idea of you know why i believe what i believe is because my next heading is orphan trains world fairs baby incubator fairs so it doesn't matter to me if you tell me that history is is uh you know as they told me because i believe you're not uh because i believe once i found out about this 
They failed to tell us about this. So we know there's so much that they've hidden from us. They didn't teach you about the incubator fairs or the world fairs or the orphan trains in school. And this was less than 120 years ago. This was going on less than 100 years ago, 90 years ago. In the 1930s, we were advertising for orphan trains for the children to become slaves. Yeah, you can't trust anything they tell you. You really can't. I was listening to one of my uh, sermons the other day. I was thinking, oh, I just, I just hope I'm not, you know, misleading anyone. But I don't think I am. I know that if there was orphan trains and incubator fairs and world fairs where people travelled by horse and cart and we built these amazing buildings with horse and cart, then, you know, there's been a reset. And everything else must be a lie. can't trust anything else. The only thing we have got is the Bible as our fact checker. And that's why I believe what I believe. Yeah, and also, um, why is there such resistance against the Lord and Jesus? Because he's true. Now, if you watch the TV, they totally switch off anybody who mentions his name or gives glory to the Lord Jesus. There's such an attack. You've got witches going and praying on the hills. So there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that the Lord is true and everything he says is just and right. And uh, But I think we're in a test. So everybody has to be tested to see what evil is for them to reject it and seek righteousness. And the Lord is everything to me and hopefully he's everything to you. Next heading is Bible is my fact checker, my only fact checker. I read all the other books as well, and I always come back to the Bible. But my conclusion is that history, as you know, it is a complete lie. Um, 2,000 years is the next heading. People tell me that Jesus died 2,000 years ago, and I don't believe he did. Yeah. Um, it doesn't tell me that in my Bible. And I don't know why they'd have a year system of 0 BC and zero ac as in before christ and after christ yeah so they they know that god's real what's so stupid about them is they've created a year system that acknowledges christ but it also undermines history so they've laid their own trap isn't it clever how god does expose the evil liars hmm and then my next heading is in the beginning, Genesis. Uh, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was formless and void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So as you can see from this, there was darkness before there was light. So you have to have positive and negative, good and bad and right and wrong, light and dark, etc., etc., living in order for you to understand what life's all about in the physical world so everything can manifest according to the spirit into this world so that you can acknowledge it for what it is. The other thing to remember is God stays a thousand years. So he created all of earth in 6,000 years and it was on the sixth day that Adam and Eve were made uh, and that's why they did the film called The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger who comes home 
one day and finds a clone, a copy of himself in the house. Now, I don't believe they can clone and they cannot create life. Only God can create life because he breathes life into us. And there's a spark between a man and a woman when the two seeds, uh, well, the, the, the sperm goes into the egg and there's a spark and it comes alive, yes. They cannot create that, cannot. That's why film stars can buy a sleeve for 100,000, which is a copy body, but it will not have life. And they have to upload their consciousness onto a computer chip and then put it into the copy body, which is then occupied by demons. And that's what they want to do with everybody who's had the blue banana injection. Bing bong bash. Okay, uh, in the beginning, we've got John. In the beginning, the word became flesh. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and the life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives the light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. (sighs) So, the beginning and the end The first and the last is my next heading. Isaiah 46, colon, 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things which have not been done, saying, My purpose will be established and I will accomplish all my good pleasure. Revelation 22, colon, 13. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Revelation 22, colon, 14. Blessed are those who wash their robes, so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Revelation 1, colon 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and was, who was and who is to come, the Almighty. 1 Samuel 3, colon 12. In that day I will carry out against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from the beginning to the end. Revelation 21, colon 6. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost. Revelation 1, colon 17. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Revelation 2, colon 8. And to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, The first 
and the last who was dead has come to life says this <laughs> and then we have Isaiah 44 colon 6 Okay. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last, and there is no God besides me. Isaiah 48, colon 12, listen to me, O Jacob, even Israel, whom I called. I am he, I am the first and I am also the last. Isaiah 41, colon 4, who has performed and accomplished it, calling forth the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, am the first and the last. I am He. Ecclesiastes 3, colon 11. He has made everything appropriate in its time. He has also set eternity in their heart, yet so that man will not find out the work which God has done from the beginning even to the end. Ecclesiastes 7, colon 8. The end of the matter is better than its beginning. Patience of spirit is better than haughtiness of spirit. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 10, colon 13. The beginning of his talking is folly, and the end of it is wicked madness. I suppose you could say that about Satan. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. This one's good. Matthew 20, colon 8. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last group to the first. <laughs> uh, Hebrews 7, colon 3. Without father, without mother, without genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like the Son of God, he remains a priest perpetually. So my summary when you know the end, you'll know the beginning and you'll know the Lord. And it's not like you didn't know the truth before because this is what it says in John, 1 John. Job, as my next heading, God asks where you were when he created everything. Job 38, colon 4, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Question mark, tell me if you understand. Next heading first and the last, just a reminder. And then my next heading is the earth is my footstool. A footstool is a humble piece of furniture. It's really expensive or flashy and often overlooked. It exists only as a place to rest one's feet. So a footstool is not considered a valuable asset like a couch or bureau or an easy chair. In Matthew 5, colon 35, Jesus referred to the earth as God's footstool in Isaiah 66 colon 1 records the Lord as saying heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool God used this metaphor to help us comprehend how great he is hmm. and how insignificant we are by comparison if our entire planet is nothing but a footstool to our creator how small are we in the grand scheme of things in the Bible times being near feet or having to touch feet was dishonorable. Feet were dirty and cleaning them was the job of the lowest servant to be at a place near someone's feet. At a footstool, for example, was humbling. That's why it is so startling when Jesus washed the disciples' feet in John 13, colon 4-5. Several places in scripture referred to a footstool 
as a place of humility, Hebrews 1 colon 13 and 10 colon 13. They quote Psalm 110 colon 1, which has the Father saying to the Son, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. To be a footstool for someone, someone's feet, is to be a place of inferiority. Sports teams and other involved in competitions or conflict use related idioms such as we're going to stomp you or we're going to walk all over them. God says that despite all Christ suffered on earth, he would make him victorious over his enemies. He would make them his footstool. Those who mocked and spit on Jesus as they crucified him will one day bow in worship. All those who reject Jesus today and work against his purposes will one day be humbled at his feet in Philippians 2, 9 to 11 and 1 Corinthians 15, 25. James 2, 3 also mentions a footstool. James rebukes those who show favoritism by seating the wealthy in the best seats while telling the poor to sit here by my footstool. Believers should also be respecters of persons. The poor in a church congregation should have equal status with the rich. There should be no hierarchy or best seats or footstools. Everyone stands on level ground before the Lord. A footstool in the Bible is a symbol of lowliness, humility and unimportance. It signifies that the one using the footstool is far superior to the footstool itself. It's amazing that while God calls the earth his footstool, he still humbled himself and took on human flesh to become one who lived on that footstool. And he requires that kind of meekness and humility in each of his followers. Philippians 2, 5-11 to You rock my world, welcome to my world. Is my next heading psalm 18 colon 2 the lord is my rock my fortress my deliverer my god is my rock in whom i take refuge my shield and my horn of my salvation my stronghold when i first moved to devon on my email signatures i would always put welcome to my world and my daughters and i were on this photograph running on the pier little did i know that it would be so applicable to today because, as a dreamer that I am, I didn't think there would be anyone who would ever relate to what I felt and thought. And now I feel like the whole world is uni uniting and starting to come along to things the same way as me. I don't feel as alone anymore. I feel much more but peace. And I thank you for that, everyone. I thank you all for being children of God. <laughs> and my next heading is the earth is mine and everything in it. Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and pure heart who hath not lift up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive the blessing from the Lord, 
and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob, Selah. I think that's so beautiful. And also, when you say Selah backwards, it's hails, isn't it? Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. My next heading is God is a show-off. In 1 Corinthians 15, 19 to 26, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as Adam all die, as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come when he stands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Next heading is the resurrection. Luke 24, colon 1 to 12. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away by the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. When they were perplexed, about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. As, and as they were met, frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day rise and on the third day rise and they remembered his words and returning from the tomb they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other woman with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling at what had happened. The next heading is Truth Sets You Free, John 8, colon 32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. 
And then, as I've quoted this a few times, I wanted to read it. 1 John 2, colon 7. Behold, I'm writing to you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. And that's what I mean. Uh, you know, the word is the beginning and the end. It's not like something you didn't know before because the time-space matter doesn't exist and God is outside that time-space matter. And when you join the Christ and he comes through the gate and he comes, he comes into you and you come into him, we're all joined together and he comes and eats and dines with us because Jesus is our daily bread and our daily sacrifice. By doing the sinner's prayer, which is the daily prayer, we're actually dining with him. We are washing ourselves clean with the living waters. The Holy Spirit is coming upon us, washing away all darkness and all bad areas, repenting because he's the ultimate sacrifice, because he's conquered death. So there's nothing to fear, only joy and peace and happiness. And you can have peace with that, knowing that the Lord is the author and the authority of life itself. And it is he who will decide where everyone will go. So it's fear and praise of the Almighty that we need to have in our hearts. Not over man, what man thinks and says. And not to believe and listen to man, not to seek man, but to seek God only. And praise God only, not to bow down for anybody. Don't take instructions from anyone. Certainly not with what things are happening in the world. Obviously, if you've got a job, then the Lord tells you to treat that job as if you are working for God because you're setting an example. Yes, but where they want you to worship some other God, or do something that goes against the wishes of God and what he has commanded you, then we are not to rely on man and his understanding because they've been perverted and made crooked. And God will straighten the mouths. He will straighten out the crooked. He will. He's got to straighten out the crooked paths. It is a narrow pathway. And if all of us could find it, we'd all be on this narrow pathway. He says you have to get rid of all the baggage. Yeah, it's like trying to put a camel through the eye of a needle. That's what he compares it to. And that's quite a comparison. So it means it's not easy to do. So if it was easy, everyone would do it. So he also says those who you know think they're going to make it probably won't make it. And the ones who think they won't make it probably will make it. So I guess pride is something you cannot, uh, you know, have. No room for that. So it's about meekness and seeking always to praise the Lord and to be grateful that he came for us. And in that, there's no room for pride, is there? It's so amazing. So it all works together. It's amazing how everything that Jesus says is so clever, isn't it? The words of Jesus, I could just sit and listen to it. I strongly recommend you do that, you know. If you want to get into the Bible, go on uh, YouTube and look up the Bible series and watch the movies of the Bible. There's lots of Bible movies, but also you can play on 
YouTube. Uh, you can play all of the words of Jesus. And sometimes I leave that playing and I just listen to it. It's incredibly clever. And I often find I use it. You know, if I'm having a disagreement with someone, as I said earlier, you know, uh, I'll use some of these uh, incredible scriptures to defend who I am in Christ um, when I come under attack. Because all of the Pharisee types and that, they're still around. They want to undermine God's people and undermine you and your belief and make you doubt who you are and doubt your calling in Christ, to doubt that the Lord loves you, to doubt that the Lord has you in his hand. He's got your name engraved permanently in his hand. And there is nothing, no one who can pluck you out. No one can influence what the Lord thinks of you. It's only you and God. Everything about pleasing God. Because it's only you that will stand before the Lord for the final judgment day. And so, you know, when you do meet the Lord on the judgment day, it's also about what you believed. Did you believe lies? Or did you go and search for the truth? What's important to you? Because if the Lord's important to you, then the truth's important. So, you know, like I said earlier, at first I didn't really see the importance of the shape of the earth. But now I can see it's actually integral. Because if you know what the shape of an atom is, then you'll also know that this is a clock. And that's why it's described as a wheel in Ezekiel, the time within a time. Because atoms keep manifesting more and more, don't they? <laughs> so also an infinity sign. It's a circle next to a circle and it goes on and on and on and on. It's just amazing. It's all to glorify God. And, you know, what's so amazing about God is they cannot do what God can do. You know, there's, um, in the Bible, there's Isaiah. And I think he actually gets a flower. Because they're questioning who God is, you know. And he gets a flower and he says, can you make a flower like this from start to finish? And, the, and of course they cannot. So next time someone questions whether God's real or anything else, just get a little flower and put it in front of their face and say, can you create that? Can you make it from start to finish? No, you can't. Only God can create life. And in Jesus, we have life. So stand firm in the rock, on the rock, in life and truth and light. And don't let anything put your light out. Stand for the truth. Believe in yourself. The Lord has an amazing plan for your life. He does. He knows what he has planned for you. He can put the fear in the enemies as well. Mm, I've had it before. People have come against me. And I've had it with the whole government up against me. I was very frightened. And I said to God, now what? He says, I got you. Yeah. And then, uh, sure enough, he had me. So you just got to trust the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
But there's so many stories in the Bible, you know, where the Lord fights for his people. And there's one time where the Philistines actually end up killing themselves and having a big old bickering party and uh, they start slaughtering each other. And uh, next day they're all dead, you know. God can do it. God can do anything. Just got to believe it. It's just about believing. It's about trusting, loving, opening your mind, closing off the old stuff, all the lies and the darkness. It's got to get rid of it all to believe the truth so that the truth can enter you. Just got to believe like a child. And it is like a child. Don't you think that's amazing? How they came to us as children and indoctrinated us. And now God makes us like a child again and turns us into a childlike figure, gives us a whole new heart and gives us everything again the way it should have been in the beginning. Yeah. Beautiful. Right, I'm going to close with the sinner's prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that you are the Son of God. I know that you came to earth and died on the cross for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner. And I beg forgiveness for my sins. I thank you, Jesus, for loving a sinner like me. Please forgive me for my sins. I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus. I cast out all demons, hexes, curses, witchcraft, Satan, and his cronies in the name of Jesus. And if my family have followed pagans, witchcraft, Satanism, Freemasons, or the Masons, or tarot readers, or Ouija boards, or any pagan festivals, I ask that you release me now from any witchcraft curses, anything like this, or any generational curses that may be upon me. I ask you to break those chains in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray right now that you'll wash me clean. In the name of Jesus, I'm washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. I truly repent. And I seek only to please you, Father, author of life, to glorify your holy name, that it may every knee bow before you and honor you. In Jesus' name I pray. I also pray for financial support. Of course, Lord, I know what I need for a roof over my head, food on my table, and um, for the resources to provide all of these means so that I can sustain myself in life. I pray the same prayer for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I also cast out all illness and disease uh, and ask that you will give them peace and joy and happiness in their hearts and our hearts in the name of Jesus, full protection for the family and animals as well. And for us to have the wisdom and understanding to navigate this world that we also have the light of Jesus that we can shine the light upon others, that they may also find the truth and the light and the life of Jesus Christ and may be saved. May the demons flee and be petrified when they see us coming. And may your name be boasted and shouted from the rooftops. I pray this now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for loving a wretch like me. In Jesus' mighty name, this is Aisha from God FM. Take care. Bye-bye.